Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. This is Phoenix Coriel. Welcome to the Home Defense Show. Hey folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. I'm just sitting here in my truck thinking. I do that a lot. I probably think way too much. Um, you know, probably because I'm a writer. Writers tend to be introverted. They just think about stuff a lot, right? Doesn't Don't necessarily get a lot done, but I just think. And I... I'm out here on my uh, property, my expansive 20-acre woods here, sitting on the bridge because we've got a nice creek running through the length of our property, and I'm just watching the water flow. Let's see if I can get you. See if you guys can. Can you guys see that? Uh, just, just nod your head if you can see it. Okay, thanks. I just like to watch, watch the water. Because it's flowing, you know, and, and someday the water that I'm I'm watching right now, that's going to flow into the a bigger creek, which flows into the Gun River, which flows into the Kalamazoo River, which flows into Lake Michigan, which flows into St. Lawrence Seaway, which goes out into the ocean. And the water I'm looking at right now, a year from now, could be in Hawaii and that's a warm and comforting thought especially right now seeing as though it's what March 30th or so and the wind is whipping like crazy but spring is on the way you see how we get started on this that's why I write so many novels so many books I just start thinking and thinking and then drinking and drinking and it goes to my head I want to talk about moral use of deadly force today. Most instructors don't talk about moral use of deadly force. They talk about legal use of deadly force, then they just leave it at that. But I think moral use of deadly force is just as important. What exactly? We all know what legal use is, right? Either it's legal or not legal. We're talking about use of deadly force. Moral use of deadly force. That's something that's different for everybody. Legal use of deadly force, that's all in the statutes. That's a little more black and white. But the morality of using deadly force is different for everybody because we're all different. Uh, we have different upbringings, we have different experiences, we have a different belief system, right? I mean, we've got Hindus, we've got Buddhists, we've got Muslims, we've got Christians, atheists, you name it. But you know, when you think about it, even an atheist has a moral code. Uh, anyone who says they're totally amoral and they have no sense of morality or no moral code they're wrong. 
if you if I were to walk up to someone and they say, oh, I have absolutely no moral code at all. There's no such thing as morality. And then I punch them in the face. What's the first thing they're going to think? They're going to think, that's wrong. You can't do that. Well, what did they just do? They just made a moral judgment. You can't do that. Everyone has a moral code. If you're going to carry a gun for personal offense, you have to figure out what your moral code is. When are you willing to use deadly force from a moral aspect? When is it right? When is it wrong? Because even if you're totally legal, you shoot someone, but then later on you think, gosh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Did I really have to do that? Should I have done it in that scenario? Well, then you're going to be second guessing yourself for the rest of your life. And failure to figure out what your moral code in advance of a shooting, a self-defense shooting, um, will make you hesitate. It'll make you hesitate. Uh, there was a uh, an interview done uh, around the turn of the uh, 19th into the 20th century. Reporter was talking to Wyatt Earp, a famous gunfighter of the Old West. And he asked Wyatt, he said, Mr. Mr. Earp, because that's what you call gunfighters. <laughs> Mr. Earp, were you really faster than all those men that you killed? And Wyatt Earp said, no, I wasn't more, no, I wasn't faster. I was more deliberate. What does that mean? And the reporter asked him, well, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I knew in advance that I was going to kill this person. That makes a lot of sense to me. There's no, no moral reservations, no hesitation uh, on your part. You know that when X happens, you will do this, okay? When that guy walks up, sticks a gun in my face, as I'm drawing, I'm gonna take one step to the left, I'm gonna drive out, shove the gun in his face and shoot him in the head. And that sounds rather cold and calculated, but it's definitely deliberate. And, uh, but when you don't decide ahead of time, you have to make a moral judgment under stress while someone is trying to kill you, rob you, beat you, whatever. That takes time. Sometimes it takes years for people to come to the place in their own heart and their own mind that they're saying, okay, yes, I can use deadly force. During the heat of a, an altercation, you won't be able to make that moral judgment. You won't have time. You won't have the presence of mind because you're all whacked out on adrenaline and other chemicals that have flooded your brain. So one of the things that I always tell my students is decide now, minus the heat of battle, before you get into that altercation, when are you willing to use deadly force? Is it to save just yourself? Is it to save yourself and the people that you love? Or are you also willing to use deadly force to save a total stranger? Figure it out now so that when the moment of truth comes, 
there is zero hesitation and you can be deliberate. Think about it because it's going to be different for every single person. Not everyone has the ability to successfully intervene or survive uh, every gunfight. You can do everything right in a gunfight and still end up dead. Uh, you know, bad luck, karma, whatever you want to call it, fate, destiny, I don't know. But one thing I do know is the more training you have, the better able you are, the better prepared you are to survive that gunfight. But without being deliberate, without knowing your moral code, your chances of surviving that gunfight go down exponentially because you'll be slow, because you'll hesitate, you won't know what to do. And that's about all I got to say about that. Um, check out our sponsors, Center Shot Indoor Gun Range, where it's always a perfect 70 degrees. And then I want you to uh, check out USCCA, get some legal protection. Check out your local creek. That's about eight, nine feet wide. Goes all the way to Hawaii. Take some time to reflect. The change of a season is a good time to reflect about heavy stuff like this. Don't be like me, because I think about this stuff all the time. And that's probably why I have to write books. I'm working on the Mad American Book 2 right now, Day of Reckoning. And of course, in my novels, all the bad guys die <laughs> and the good guys flourish. And that's the way it should be. All right, this is Skip Coraline, Home Defense Show. Uh, um, I will be back next week, but check out Center Shot Indoor Gun Range and United States Concealed Carry Association. This is Skip Coriel. I will see you next week with more good stuff. See you later. God bless. Stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!